Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. It's true. You can judge a book by its cover. And if you don't have a really good cover, people will judge it badly. In this video, you'll learn how to create a good book cover, see good ideas, and reject the bad ideas. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle, the author of more than a dozen books, including Write Your Book in a Flash. I'm a book strategist, and I can help you write your book as a ghostwriter, book coach, or developmental editor. Now, let's get started. And Dave's going to talk to us about book cover design inside and out. So take it away, Dave. Thank you, Dan. So you finally done it. You've gotten that rough draft to a final draft and discovered what a difficult journey that is. Or if you do a lot of editing work like I do, you've managed to convince your client that editing is not the same thing as proofreading. And through all of the struggles and fighting and collaborating, you've got this manuscript and now you're ready to put it in a package, which means wrapping a beautiful cover around it and typesetting the book. So we'll talk first about covers. And for many years, we used what I call the bookstore model. The book was published. It was distributed to a bookstore. It sat on the table, if you were lucky, because if it sat on the shelf, it was that much more difficult to find. But it sat on a table in the bookstore, and somebody walked in and picked it up because the cover was attractive. And they flipped that over, and they read the blurb, and maybe they learned a little bit about the author and got a summary of what the book was about, and then opened it up, read a few pages, and decided whether or not the prose was a good fit for them. All of this is retail packaging for a retail environment. But, yeah, the blurb on the back, but we have big changes in the publishing industry. First of all, we finally live in a world without borders. When was the last time you went in a Borders bookstore? Bookstores are in decline. And as authors, given the fact that there are fewer and fewer retail establishments to sell our books in, and with 2 million books published every year around the world, there's a lot of competition. Sometimes trying to sell books in bookstores is a little bit like trying to sell grains of sand at the beach. So there are some changes that have hit us, but there are some opportunities. One thing is, let's look at how books are sold today. One thing is, look at the size of the cover on this Amazon page. Now, the title is there, the author is there, um, the different media types that are available, the synopsis, the author's note, the jacket flap copy, all of this stuff is there in the online bookstore which makes us wonder, is there any reason to clutter up our book covers with all of this stuff? Because most of the time, it's not going to become part of our book buyer's purchasing decision. Now, big publishers go to big bookstores, 
kind of the same way that uh, big record labels push their music to FM radio stations. But indie publishers, we have a whole different set of marketing and merchandising considerations. And if you're working with a big publisher, this stuff doesn't really affect you because they're going to take the manuscript and they're going to design it the way they want because their job is to merchandise it for you. So a few pretty decent covers. These are from a while ago, but these are trade published covers by big publishers. And I think they all convey the spirit of what we think the book is about. Life after life is, cre is clever with the two roses and the shadows going in different directions. Frozen in time looks a little like a movie poster, but I think it's supposed to, right? We've got those frozen colors. We've got that antique seaplane at the top of it. Uh, the sun, we can see that picture of the, the plains, the old west. We get a feel of what these books are about, or at least the settings and the genres of them. But we also see big publishers, I think, going a little bit too far. Here's a best-selling book, and I'm guessing that the designer wanted to imitate echoing with the, and the mountains echoed, 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 but it's really cluttered. What happens is they're trying so hard to market and merchandise this book. What if we take all of that stuff off of it? This is my Photoshop version of the same cover, and I'll ask you, which one looks more like literature? Which one lets the image do the talking? Without the constraints of having to market our book in a bookstore environment, we realize some opportunities as designers and as publishers to, to create packaging for our books that, at least in my opinion, is a little bit more engaging. The other side is I showed you that Amazon page and look what happens. Can you imagine taking that version on the left, the publisher's version, and trying to shrink that down to a little thumbnail for an ebook or even the look inside this book? I mean, this is design. There's no rule or law that says this is the right way to go. But ask yourself which book feels better and builds a relationship with you, the reader. This is one of my books. And this is the dust jacket. Notice that I don't have anything on the back cover. I'm more interested in just providing the experience. This is a sailing memoir. What you're looking at is the dinghy and the oars in the water creating the ripples. And that water stain is, whether it makes it look like a water stain or it's imitating the bottom of the ocean, doesn't matter. But just something simplify. I even managed to get lightning source to put the barcode on the inside jacket flap because that's a little bit of ugliness we all have to deal with in our books so why not slim down and make the cover an experience for people a few mistakes that we see all the time in book cover design especially diy or indie books notice how this type is just dropped on top of a photo I've got black type, I've got white type, I've got outlined type. At the bottom, I've got outline type that's kerned where the letters are close together and you can see how the lines overlap. There's a problem with book cover design and it's a difficult problem to solve, which is how do you get type 
to to overlay on top of a photograph? How do you put a title on top of an image because the contrast really makes it difficult to read? And if this is kind of strobing in your eyes, this is just an example of what can happen. Some people use a drop shadow to try to deal with this. And again, maybe it pops the type a little bit, but we're only solving about 5% of the problem. And I'll show you some examples. We see these mistakes all the time in book design. And these are some reasons to hire a graphic designer, to hire a professional aesthetic decision maker, because there's training in all of these things. Some people use the ghosted box. Well, we can see the type, we can read it now. It works if it's done right, but we're creating boxes instead of creating an expansive view where the cover perhaps looks like we're looking out a window into a larger view. So we're carving the cover up into areas. Another one, and this is sadly not even that outrageous an example, is when people start putting their software to work. And now we've lost all sense of the literature and it looks like a Photoshop demonstration. We have all of these beveled edges and gradients and it's got a very digital look and yes, you can read the title and yes, the colors work with the background, but is this elegant? Is this attractive? Does it build a relationship with the reader? You'll have to answer that. Another thing you see all the time on amateur covers is stretched text. Now the type on the top line is as it was designed. But look what happens to the thick and thin strokes as we stretch this type horizontally or stretch it vertically. We start getting really ugly distortions in the letters. So again, it's one of those things. There are actually condensed typefaces with narrow letters and there are extended typefaces with wide letters. There are typefaces that are designed for various applications but most people who don't know any better grab a typeface and shrink it or stretch it to fit. And likewise, please don't do this to my face or anybody else's face. We see this all the time. Whenever you resize an image, try to resize it down rather than up because you lose quality when you resize upward, but also it just, it looks amateur. Hold the shift key down when you resize an image. And yet, I'll show you what happens. You see this all the time. And of course, script typefaces, they're great for wedding invitations and not much else. And if you really look at, at the characters on this, look how the P in typefaces kind of pops up off the line a little bit. Most of them try to imitate handwriting. They're difficult to read and very few digital script typefaces work very well. And then another one we see all the time is Photoshop montages and the cover begins to look like a software demonstration instead of a package for a narrative, whether that's a piece of literature, whether it's a how-to book or a business book, it doesn't matter. When the cover starts to compete with the manuscript, we have some type, some problems. Here are a few indie book covers. On the left, Warrior's Song. Interesting image in the background, right? Looks like a Civil War soldier on a horse. But there are the digital boxes with the bevels. 
not only are they there, but the type is really packed into those boxes. Other ways perhaps to solve the problem of getting the type to pop over the image. Notice in the middle book, we have the distorted images. We have the type with a drop shadow that's packed up into the top, kids clubs and organizations. It's so close to the edge that it's quite possible that when this book is produced, if the cutter is a little bit off and we allow for this when we design, it might cut the top of the first line right off. Maybe they'll remember me at the bottom. Well, you can always take a black and white image and convert it to sepia tone if you don't colorize it. But there we have our ghosted boxes. Now, I personally would have capitalized all the words in the title, but regardless, we're taking this interesting image and we're covering it up. And these are common mistakes that people make in book cover design. So we talked about what's new. Print on demand has changed everything. If you order one of my books from Amazon, Amazon calls Ingram, Ingram manufactures one book, puts it in an Amazon box and drop ships it. This is remarkable if whether you are an indie author or you're in the book biz, we no longer have to buy 3,000 books to get a decent deal on printing. And it also means that we don't have to make a lot of compromises to mass production. And we'll talk about that in the next section. The other difference is very often, if you're not working with a major publishing house, there's all this emphasis on selling books. Well, if you figured out how to do that, great. But very often the author is the product. And I'll give you an example. A client of mine sold 12 books on Amazon in one year. That same year, he sold a thousand books at the back of the room at a single speaking event. So for people who have an audience, for people who are getting in front of people, first of all, what do they need a big publishing house skimming the cream for? The difficult one is where we've got the novelists and the memoirists. And look, I've got three novels and a memoir out that no one will ever read. It was very cathartic. I learned a lot. I'm glad to have done it. But when I speak, I sell books as a presenter. And the business people who are able to use books as business cards tend to do well. Speakers who are in front of tens of thousands of people every year tend to do very well. It's the art projects, the novels and the memoirs, and they're important. I would never diminish that, but very difficult. Children's books, very difficult to find a way to sell those books in any quantity. We need to find our own angle and think outside the bookstore. So it's difficult for indie authors to, to focus on this merchandising thing in the traditional way, but it does give us a tremendous amount of freedom in cover design. Just a few, where do we go for influence? Where, do we, where, can, we, where can we get fresh ideas for cover design? Here's a book I did, and this author really loved um, Dadaism. He loved, uh, so I, I used this Kurt Schwitter's poster and I used classic design, traditional graphic design. And I just wrapped the title around the book. People are gonna read the title on the Amazon site. So I wasn't worried about creating this 
here's what the book is, here's the title, here's the subtitle. And um, here's another one. This was about a music teacher who got um, um, ALS and slowly lost his ability to play. And he ended up in a wheelchair, which is the footprints going across the back onto the front cover and becoming tracks. And again, uh, whether you call the influence uh, psychedelic rock posters from the 60s or the actual posters from the turn of the century, the Vienna Secession uh, artists and designers. Here's one of my books, The Writer's Guide to Powerful Prose, the typography taken right off of a Blue Note album cover from the 50s or 60s, some of the Reed Miles covers. There's so much fantastic graphic design. You're not going to discover that graphic design on Canva. You're not going to discover it by playing around with software tools. But there are books and books and books of this stuff out there, and it makes a marvelous influence. It's all fresh if you reuse this material. Some posters. This was three books, three novels for the same author, and they all have the same kind of treatment, different colors, kind of whimsical elements on the cover that uh, suggest the tie to the story after you read it, but hopefully create interest in reading at the same time. Uh, two more different styles for a poet. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.